Thank you, Olivia and Annalise. Wow, that's a hard act to follow, isn't it, folks? <laughs> Amen. All right, all the children up through age eight, all the children up through age eight, we'll let you go to Children's Church if you like. Of course, you're welcome to stay with your family, but we do appreciate all our faithful workers. <clears throat> Open your Bibles with me for a few minutes this morning to the book of Hebrews chapter 12, if you would, please. The New Testament book of Hebrews chapter 12. And can't we honestly say it is good to be in the house of the Lord? Amen. A good Sunday school hour together. We appreciate uh, the choir special, the instruments playing, the congregational singing. Uh, was that a surprise uh, offertory for Rebecca this morning? Where's Rebecca and Matt? I can't. Uh, uh, there was that wasn't a surprise. Okay, I didn't know if Mama knew Luke was going to be. It was a surprise to me. I didn't know Luke was going to be playing. But uh, anyway, it's been good, hadn't it? So much in this service already. If you have your Bibles open to Hebrews chapter 12, I would like to read the first four verses out loud if you'll follow along in your Bible, a familiar passage of Scripture. <clears throat> Hebrews chapter 12, beginning with verse 1. Wherefore, seeing we also are compassed about with so great a cloud of witnesses, <clears throat> let us lay aside every weight and the sin which does so easily beset us, and let us run with patience the race that is set before us, <clears throat> looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and is set down at the right hand of the throne of God. For consider him, that is Jesus, that endured such contradiction of sinners against himself, lest ye be wearied and faint in your minds. Ye have not yet resisted unto blood, striving against sin. Father, we pray today now that in these next few minutes that you'll just bind Satan. Lord, we realize we're in the midst of a spiritual warfare. And we pray, God, that the Holy Spirit will have freedom and liberty to take the truth of your word and help each one of us today in your mercy and grace. And we'll thank you and praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. The writer of the book of Hebrews, as he's led by the Holy Spirit, reminds us in the first verse of Hebrews chapter 12 of a great cloud of witnesses. And of course the word cloud there is a metaphor which means an assembly, a great group of witnesses. And since this is Mother's Day, I'd like to apply that to mothers. And the writer of Hebrews is reminding every mother here today, and every one of us, of course, that a great host of mothers have gone ahead of you. They've gone on before you. And they, according to the chapter before this, at the end of Hebrews 11, by faith, gained a good witness and a good testimony and a report not only in the eyes of man, but most important in the eyes of God. And they, those that have gone on before are living witnesses and testimonies that God is faithful and God's grace is sufficient no matter what your situation may be. 
And so since so many have gone on before us, mothers, then let us run our race with patience, looking unto Jesus. The word patience there means endurance. God's grace is sufficient to help every mother be the mother you ought to be by the grace of God. Now, since there's such a great cloud or host of mothers that have gone on before and in faith in God leave behind such a testimony, let's think about some of them real quick this morning. Go back to Hebrews chapter 11 because I think that's what the writer of Hebrews primarily has in mind when he talks about Hebrews chapter 11 is this great hall of faith. And uh, many, not my goodness, it's only a, 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 the tip of the iceberg. And in Hebrews 11, he mentions many individuals who've lived by faith and, and God's grace has proven to be trustworthy and sufficient. And so let's pick out a few of this great cloud of witnesses, mothers that have gone ahead of us. Now, you don't have too many mothers mentioned in Hebrews 11 by name. Matter of fact, maybe only one or two. But we're reminded of certain mothers. For example, in Hebrews chapter 11 and verse 4, we find a fellow by the name of Abel. In Hebrews 11 verse 4, By faith Abel offered unto God a more excellent sacrifice than his brother Cain. Now the mother of these two brothers isn't mentioned here, but I think probably all of us, if not most of us, know who the mother of these two brothers were, isn't it? Matter of fact, the very first woman that was created by God and lived on this earth. We could go back to Genesis, the first couple of chapters if we had time. And Abel's mother's name is what? Eve. And you know her husband, how about this man? Her husband had the privilege of naming his wife. Mm. My wife already had a name before I ever met her. Eve, if you go back and read it, Eve named him, uh, Adam, Adam named his wife Eve because Eve means liver or living, live or life giver. And the Bible tells us that Adam named his wife Eve because she was the mother of all living. And in a sense, I guess she's the mother of all of us. We all came from Adam and Eve, according to the Bible story of creation. And in Genesis chapter 4, it says something very interesting. You can look these things up later, that she conceived and bear a son, they named their first child Cain, and then Abel, the brother, came. And here's what Eve said when the first child was born. Now, she was named Eve, the mother of all living. And when the first child was born, here's what Eve said. It's recorded in Genesis 4, the first couple of verses. The Lord hath given me a man. <laughs> the Lord hath given me a little boy. Now, there, we could go into that, but you know what she was acknowledging? What we've tried to acknowledge over the years, that children are a heritage of the Lord. They are God's reward. Life is a gift from God. Every breath we take, go ahead and take one. There's a gift of life. It's God's mercy and grace. And the very first mother, with the very first child coming into this world, acknowledge it was a gift of God's mercy and grace. Well, let's pick another mother here in Hebrews chapter 11. Let's drop down to verse 8. 
And we find a man by the name of Abraham, and he has a wife, verse 11, Hebrews 11, verse 11. Through faith also Sarah herself received strength to conceive seed and delivered a child when she was past age because she judged him faithful who had promised. And Sarah, of course, we know at least uh, 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 Isaac was her first child. Wow. And it said in Hebrews 11 records this mother, Sarah, in God's great hall of faith. Because now you know what? If you go back and read the story in Genesis, when God, when here's Sarah, she's the homemaker. She's in the tent fixing a meal where, boy, I started to say women belong, but I'd get myself in trouble saying that, wouldn't I? Aren't we thankful for the meals the women make? She's in the tent making the meal, and she overhears the Lord out here talking to her husband Abraham. Now, all this is back in Genesis, and she hears the Lord tell Abraham that Sarah's going to have a baby. And she laughs. <laughs> she laughs. And the Lord out there didn't hear her laugh, but he, God knows everything. And the Lord said to Abraham, why'd Sarah laugh? And Sarah came out there, and she said, oh, I didn't laugh. Sarah, yes, you did. Well, humanly speaking, we can understand that. She laughed and then she lied. And later on in the book of Genesis, it said when Isaac was born, that actually the name Isaac means laughter, that, that uh, Sarah said, God hath made me laugh. Now it's not laughing at God, but laughing with God and others to laugh with me. And here we are laughing now, what Sarah said back to uh, all the, uh, sorry, thousands of years ago. Now, both of these mothers, Eve and Sarah, these are just two little examples of mothers who had great faith in God. And God honored that. And, and Peter, later on when the Apostle Peter used, writes one of his epistles in 1 Peter chapter 3, he talks about Sarah. He uses Sarah the mother of Isaac and the wife of Abraham, as, a, as an example of a woman of old time, a holy, godly woman with a meek and quiet spirit. What a picture of a godly woman that Sarah was and a godly mother. But I want to ask you a question. With all the faith and all the wonderful qualities that we could say about Eve and Sarah, did their faith ever falter? Did they ever sin? Well, every man in here knows Eve sinned. That's why we're in the mess we're in. Amen? Oh, I felt an elbow hit me right there. No, I know what you're thinking. Eve went in deceived and Adam went in with his eyes wide open. Well, we know Eve disobeyed. What about Sarah, that great woman of God? Wow, if you know the book of Genesis and read, yes, there were times when her faith faltered and she had her shortcomings and sin. In other words, what I'm trying to remind us of, and please don't misunderstand what I'm saying, I'm not condoning disobedience and failures and shortcomings. Hopefully, thank God for the blood of Jesus and thank God for forgiveness and we're all growing, but listen to me and don't misunderstand what I'm saying. There is no, there is no, there is no, even if you think you are, there is no perfect Proverbs 31 mother this side of heaven. Amen? 
Now, if your mother's in heaven, she's a perfect Proverbs 31 mother. But those are some wonderful goals. And it reminds us we all keep need to learn and grow. But you can beat yourself to death if you keep looking back or comparing yourself with others, listening to all the stuff on the internet and what this mother suggests and that mother. Just get on your knees and get into the Word of God and let God help you be yourself and just be a good godly mother and be faithful. And yes, you're going to fall short along the way. And you can learn from that. And you can get it under the blood of Christ and be forgiven. And you can learn and go on running the race that God's given you. Are you with me this morning? Now, we're not condoning disobedience and failures and shortcomings. But we're all going to have them till we see Jesus. Amen. Now, Proverbs 31 is a wonderful goal. And, and God sets the standard high. But even Eve and Sarah, great women of God, they had their shortcomings. Well, let me mention, is it all right to mention another mother or two real quick? It's not quite 12 o'clock yet. Let's see if we can find another one here in Hebrews 11. And uh, real quick, drop down to verse 23. We could mention the uh, mother of uh, Jacob. We could mention the mother of Joseph in verse 22, Rachel. And then verse 23, we find Moses. And we don't find Moses' mother mentioned here in Hebrews 11. But we hear parents, Moses' parents are mentioned there in uh, Hebrews 11 and verse 23. When Moses was born, he was hid for three months of his parents because they saw he was a proper child and they were not afraid of the king's commandment. Remember the story in Exodus? It mentions Moses' mother, uh, Jochebed. We find her name mentioned on over Amram, the father, and Jochebed, the mother. And you know what? She decided she wasn't going to listen to the government of her day when that government overruled God's truth. Now, did God establish government? Yes. But I'm going to tell you what, it's not up to the government of our day to tell us what to do with our children. It's not up to the college professors and those who are writing books who couldn't quote John 3.16 if their life depended on it. And here was a mother who decided that she was going to obey God and trust God. It didn't matter what the government, society, or the false prophets or anybody else had to say. Now, folks, that's a mouthful in the times we're living in. Amen? You need to make up your mind who you're going to listen to and whether we're going to follow the Word of God or follow the wisdom of man in our day and age. We talked about that in Sunday school this morning. Thank God for a mother who's willing to place that child in the hand of God and trust God and obey God. When a, if you're ever in a situation where you have to decide between man and God, you always go with God and you'll be right, amen, no matter what the consequences are. Now, what about another mother? Well, let's skip on down. Here's uh, Samson's mentioned in verse 32. Uh, there you find several people mentioned in verse 32, but you find Samson mentioned there. And you know the Bible doesn't tell us Samson's mother's name. I went back, for, I went back and checked the story, and, and if, the, if the name, it keeps mentioning, uh, I believe his father's name was Manoah, but it doesn't give us, he keeps talking about his mother, but his name, her name. 
But you know what? If there was ever a mother who had a broken heart from times over a child making wrong decisions, it sure was Samson's mother, wasn't it? But you know what, Mom? We would say the end of Samson's life didn't turn out too good. But I'll tell you one thing about Samson. His heart was right with God, I believe, when he drew his last breath. Never give up, amen. Some of you may have a prodigal daughter, a prodigal son, a prodigal daughter-in-law or son-in-law or grandson or granddaughter. And sometimes they'll make decisions that might break your heart. But don't you give up on them. You don't condone sin, but you love them and pray for them. And as long as their heart's right with God before they take that last breath, that's most important, isn't it? And can I mention one more mother real quick? How about in verse 32 of Hebrews 11, you find a fellow by the name of Samuel. We know his mother's name. It's Hannah. And Hannah prayed. And God gave her this child. And again, there's a picture of a mother that dedicated that child to God and was willing to turn that child loose in the hands of God. And so much could be said about all these mothers. Now, Hebrews 12 again real quick, and we could go on and on, couldn't we? We've just mentioned a few mothers. They were human. They had their strengths. They had their flaws. They obeyed God. They disobeyed God. We're not condoning disobedience. But aren't you glad for the blood of Christ? Aren't you glad for forgiveness? Aren't you glad this morning for the mercy and the grace of God? Amen. And now to us today, 2,000 years later, after the writer of Hebrews tell, records this for us, we read in Hebrews 12 verse 1, Wherefore, seeing that God's grace was sufficient for Eve, and Sarah, and Hannah, and on and on we could go. Seeing we also are compassed about with so great a cloud of witnesses. Moms, let us lay aside every weight and the sin which does so easily beset us, and let us run with patience the race that is set before us. It's our turn to run our lap. Amen. These folk we're reading about are in heaven. Now there's a lot of godly women. God has his remnant. But mothers, this is your time to demonstrate what the grace of God and the mercy of God can do. Verse 2, looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, he for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and is set down at the right hand of the throne of God. For consider Jesus, that means to value. How valuable is Jesus. What does Jesus really mean to us this morning? Isn't that what our heart longs for? And should that not be the greatest goal we should long for our children and our grandchildren? As we preached, was it last Sunday morning, that we would all just truly love Jesus and surrender it all to Jesus. Verse 3 of Hebrews 12, Consider him that endured such contradiction of sinners against himself, lest ye be wearied and faint in your minds. The devil works on our minds, doesn't he? You know what my wife reminded me of this morning? I believe it was this morning or late last night. She made something, may not be word perfect, but it's something like this. You know, most mothers that we know will not have to deal with major tragedies in life and what we, you know, adultery or things like that. 
But most of our mothers sometimes just get tired of the daily routine. The wires and tires and frustrations and burdens, it can wear on you, can it? It can wear on you. And he says here, lest you be wearied and faint in your minds. Verse 4, you have not yet resisted unto blood, striving against what? We live in a world of sin. And we live in a world of consequences of sin. Why is there sickness? Why do we make wrong decisions? and reap the consequences. And it rips the hearts of our moms and dads and grandparents to pieces. And we've all done that, haven't we? Why? Why does life have to have heartaches and trials? And It is a struggle sometimes, isn't it? It's all because of sin. Sin. Jesus went to the cross to die for our sins. And he did it because he saw the joy beyond the cross. He saw the empty tomb. He saw you and me here today. That I could stand up and say, hey, you can have your sins forgiven through the blood of Christ. You can be born again. You can be a child of God. And we can stand up today on the authority of God's word. This is the joy on the other side of the cross, Jesus saw. And say, folk, the strife will not last forever. Run your race by the grace of God. And one day you're going to see Jesus. And one day, Mama, one day you'll be able to sit down at the feet of Jesus. And your works will follow you. Amen. <laughs> now, you can't sit down today. Oh, you can rest in Jesus, but you've got a lot of running to do. A lot of prayers to pray. A lot of teaching. But one day we'll sit down at the feet of Jesus. Are you with me? And he says, now you haven't, and I think he's talking here about persecution. He said it hadn't cost you life yet, verse 4. Have you had some trials? and Well, you're still living. Sometimes we'll ask each other, hey, how are you doing? Well, I got out of bed this morning. <laughs> I'm still above ground, you know. Amen. That's God's mercy and that's God's grace, isn't it? No, this life isn't always easy. Running a race isn't easy. A lot of training, a lot of discipline, a lot of takes the grace and mercy of God, looking unto Jesus. But have we found out that God's grace and God's mercy is sufficient? Mothers, we just want to encourage you today. You may, and I guess we all, we're human. And it's easy to compare ourselves with others and all that. And, and if the devil can play with your mind and discourage you and defeat you, that's what Paul, the writer of Hebrews, is talking about in Hebrews 12, verse 3, lest you become wearied and faint in your minds. Now, this is good for all of us today, but this is Mother's Day. Mother, just keep your eyes on Jesus. Hang in there. Be what God wants you to be. Do what God's called you to do. Pray for those children. By God's grace, set a good example. Put your sin under the blood of Christ and just keep on running, amen. Keep on running by the grace of God until God calls us home and we see Jesus. Can you say amen to that? Amen. Would you bow your heads with me this morning? 
I wonder today if there's somebody here and you'd say, Pastor Hall, I can't, I can't keep running. I'm not even in the race. I'm lost and on my way to hell. I don't even know Jesus Christ is my Savior. I need to be born again. I've never come to Jesus with a repentant heart. I need a Savior. Is there anybody here today and you'd say, the Spirit of God has pricked my heart. Pray for me, preacher. I need to know the Lord as my personal Savior. Anyone at all, all over the auditorium, is that your need today? Pray for me. Pray for me. Of course, we're not going to call your name out or embarrass you. Just requesting prayer humbles your heart before God. God resisteth the proud. He gives grace to the humble. Anybody at all say, preacher, pray for me. I need, I don't even know the Lord is my Savior. How could I run the race? Anybody at all? I wonder today if there's anyone here, maybe a mother, may not be a mother. It can be maybe a visitor, a member of our church. And you say, pastor, I've been burdened down with the cares of life. And I know what the writer of Hebrews says when sometimes you just, your mind, you just want to faint, throw in the town, give up. But I can't do that. Pray that God will just give me grace, give me wisdom in my situation right now. Is there anybody here that you, your head's bowed, eyes are closed, but only God knows what you're dealing with right now. Thank you, sir. Thank you. Anyone else? Just say, preacher, pray for me. I'm lifting my hand acknowledging that, that I just need God's grace and mercy. Or maybe it's someone else you're thinking of. You're praying for them. Would you stand with me please? Heads are bowed and eyes are closed. Our Father today, I pray that you'll use your word. These few mothers we've mentioned, these examples, these wonderful truths of your word, to challenge our hearts, to encourage our hearts. We thank you for Jesus today. Thank you for forgiveness. Thank you for the blood of Christ. Thank you for your mercy and grace. Thank you for the Bible, the Word of God, which gives us principles and guidelines and instructions for our lives, our marriages, our homes. And thank you, God, that in spite of the trials and difficulties and the struggles with this old world flesh and the devil, we can still be joyful mothers and fathers, and children, because of your mercy and grace. May the Holy Spirit accomplish your will in each of our hearts, and we'll thank you and praise you in Jesus' name. While heads are bowed and eyes are closed, I'm going to ask the pianist to play a verse or two on the piano. We always like to give an invitation to give you an opportunity in your heart to make a decision and respond to what you've heard in the Word of God. For all of us, mom, dad, children, honor thy father and mother. Obey them, and God said he'll bless you for it. He'll honor you for it. Whatever your need is today, if you need to be saved, cry out to Jesus. If we can help you, come meet me here at the front. We'll let one of our men or one of our ladies pray with you and help you. Whatever your need is today, just cry out to Jesus. Cry out to Jesus. Share your heart with him whatever that need might be. Looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith. If we can help you, you come right now. Ask the pianist to play one more verse and that'll be all. If we can help you, pray for yourself. Pray for your family. Pray for your children, your grandchildren. 
Oh, God works in mysterious ways. Sometimes we don't see it. We live by faith. Pray for God's will to be done. Pray for our nation. Oh, the family, the home is under such attack. Pray for our leaders. Oh, that God somehow in his providence, we don't deserve it. But somehow God in his mercy would give us leaders that would make decisions based on the principles of God's word for our children's sake, our grandchildren's sake. Pray for your church, pray for your family, pray for your nation. Look to Jesus. people said amen I just want y'all to know that I have a Proverbs 31 perfect mother this morning because she's in heaven and every now and then I wish I could see her and say hello so if your mother's still living you be sure and let her know you love her and appreciate and one day we're going to be regathered in the presence of Jesus. Make sure you know Jesus as your Savior. Amen. Mothers, don't forget the flowers on the table. And you eight mothers whose name those plants are yours and those decorative stakes out there. God bless you. We'll see you back here tonight at 6 o'clock. Mm -hmm.